Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever time you're listening to this, please welcome to the Market Color Podcast. This is a weekly podcast that is dedicated to providing our listeners with a broad overview of the Kenyan financial markets. However, due to the interconnected nature of the global economy, we have structured this podcast to begin with an overview of the global markets so as to give you a big picture perspective of the global economy. This is then followed by the Kenyan segment where we review the performance of the local markets with a view to covering all the major asset classes. And finally, we wrap up the podcast by addressing the topical issue for that week so as to bring you up to speed with the latest financial headlines. This podcast is targeted at the individual with an interest in the financial markets, but who probably doesn't have the time for research and analysis. That's why I created the Market Color podcast to collate and analyze the data on your behalf and to present it in a brief and concise manner that is easy for you to consume. This is episode number 33, and this week we are reviewing the performance of the Kenyan markets during the 49th week of 2022. That is from Monday the 5th to Friday the 9th of December. And without further ado, this is your host Jamuhuri, and together let's dive right in. We kick it off in the Ukraine, where the Russian invasion continues unabated with intense fighting in eastern Ukraine, even as winter approaches. However, there are expectations that the freezing temperatures of winter could reduce the tempo in the fighting as both sides regroup to prepare for a counteroffensive in the spring. And in China, the government has reviewed its zero-COVID policy restrictions on travel and production. The Chinese government on Wednesday announced that citizens will no longer need to show negative tests in order to travel between different parts of the country. The government also directed that work and local production should not be stopped unless an area was designated as high risk. And in the United States, the Labor Department on Friday reported that wholesale prices rose more than expected in the month of November, dampening hopes that inflation was finally coming under control after several sizable rate hikes by the Federal Reserve. The producer price index, which is a measure of inflation at the wholesale level, increased by 0.3% for the month and 7.4% on an annual basis. Excluding food and energy prices, the core producer price index was up 0.4% for the month and was up 6.2% from a year ago. The hotter-than-expected inflation data means that the Federal Reserve is on track for another rate hike at its next policy meeting on Wednesday, the 14th of December. Markets have already factored in a 50 basis point rate hike that would push the Fed's benchmark borrowing rate to a range of between 4.25% and 4.5%. 
Markets now turn their attention to the more closely watched Consumer Price Index, which is due out on Tuesday the 13th of December and will be followed thereafter on Wednesday by the Fed's announcement on interest rates and the pace of rate hikes going forward. In the U.S. equity market, stocks closed lower on Friday as all the major indices posted losses for the week as worries persisted about continued rate hikes given the higher-than-expected wholesale price data for the month of November. The Dow Jones Industrial Average shed 305 points to close at 33,476, while the S&P 500 stumbled 0.73% to end at 3,934. And the tech-heavy Nasdaq Composite fell 0.7% to finish at 11,004. On a weekly basis, the Dow Jones fell 2.7%, while the S&P tumbled 3.3%, and the Nasdaq dropped 3.9%. In the U.S. bond market, the yields on U.S. Treasuries rose on Friday after November's producer price index came out above expectations and signaled that inflation remains a threat despite the Fed's aggressive rate hikes. The benchmark 10-year yield was up about 10 basis points at 3.595%, while the policy-sensitive two-year yield rose more than three basis points to 4.346%. Recent economic data has suggested that interest rates may have to rise higher and stay elevated for a longer period in order to bring inflation to the Fed's target level of 2%. As a result, there are concerns that these higher interest rates could lead to an economic recession, which has already been signaled by the inverted yield curve. In the commodity markets, the price of crude oil settled at a lower level on Friday after a volatile trading session with both benchmarks recording their biggest weekly declines over the past few months. The move lower was mainly driven by fear of an upcoming recession as a result of weak economic data from China, Europe, and the United States, which negated any concerns about supply cuts by OPEC. Brent crude settled $0.05 lower at $76.10 per barrel, whilst the U.S. benchmark WTI, that's West Texas Intermediate, settled 44 cents lower at $71 per barrel, which is a new low for 2022. Both crude oil benchmarks posted weekly losses of around 10% each. Meanwhile, the price of Marban oil, which Kenya imports, decreased to $76.13 per barrel, compared to $85.86 the previous week. In the precious metals market, the price of gold rose on Friday despite an uptick in U.S. bond yields as investors took comfort in the view that the Federal Reserve is expected to pivot and adopt a slower pace of rate hikes at its next policy meeting on Wednesday. 
This positive sentiment towards gold remains dependent on the Fed's decision as well as the policy outlook that the Fed chairman will provide after their meeting. For your information, higher interest rates increase the opportunity cost of holding gold, which does not provide a yield. In the meantime, the price of spot gold rose marginally to trade at $1,795 per ounce. And on that note, we now change scene to the Kenyan financial markets, and we start off as usual by looking at exchange rates. According to the Central Bank of Kenya, the Kenya shilling remained stable against both major international and regional currencies during the week. The Kenya shilling was valued at 122.74 versus the U.S. dollar compared to 122.50 the previous week. Against the sterling pound, the Kenya shilling was trading at 149.64 and 129.07 versus the euro. On the regional front, one Kenya shilling was changing hands for 30.06 Ugandan shillings, 19.01 Tanzanian shillings, and to the Rwandese franc at 8.85. Please note that while the official exchange rate published by the Central Bank of Kenya shows the dollar shilling exchange rate at 122.74, the effective exchange rate at which commercial banks are selling U.S. dollars to their clients is now well above 130 shillings per dollar. These rate differentials confirms the existence of a parallel dollar market, which the central bank continues to deny. On foreign exchange reserves, Kenya's usable foreign exchange reserves remained adequate at $7.1 billion dollars, that is equivalent to 3.98 months of import cover, and this falls below the central bank's statutory requirement to maintain at least four months of import cover. However, despite the continued reassurance from the central bank, there is a serious concern about Kenya's foreign exchange holdings, which have declined from a peak of $8.81 billion recorded at the beginning of this year, to the current level, which is a decline of $1.71 billion in a period of just 11 months. This situation is expected to deteriorate as Kenya is currently unable to access the international financial markets for dollar funding due to the high interest rates being demanded by foreign investors. The latest data on diaspora remittances shows that the inflow of remittances remained strong at $345 million in the month of November compared to $332 million in October, which was an increase of 3.9%. The cumulative inflows for the 12 months to November totaled $4.02 billion compared to $3.66 billion for the 12 months to November 2021, which was an increase of 9.7%. 
the inflow of remittances continues to support the country's current account, as well as the local foreign exchange market. The United States remains the largest source of remittances into Kenya, accounting for about 56% of the total remittances received in November. In the money market, the liquidity situation in the interbank market improved significantly during the week as government payments exceeded and more than offset tax remittances. Commercial banks' excess reserves in relation to the 4.25% cash reserve requirement stood at 14.5 billion shillings. Meanwhile, open market operations remained active with the average interbank rate at 5.19% compared to 5.08% recorded the previous week. And finally, the average value traded decreased to 19.1 billion shillings from 22.1 billion shillings the previous week. In the government securities market, the weekly Treasury bill auction was held on Thursday, the 8th of December, and the central bank received bids totaling 23.3 billion shillings against an advertised amount of 24 billion shillings, representing a performance of 97%. However, the central bank ended up accepting only 19 billion shillings. Interest rates increased marginally but remained stable, with the 91-day rate rising by 5.2 basis points to 9.32%, while the 182-day rate increased by 4.4 basis points to 9.79%, and the 364-day rate ticked up by just 2 basis points to 10.24%. In the primary bond market, during the monthly Treasury bond auction, which was held on Wednesday, the 7th of December, the Central Bank of Kenya had offered for sale two fixed-rate treasury bonds, that is, the reopened 20-year bond that was originally issued in 2008 and the reopened 25-year bond that was issued earlier this year. The Central Bank received bids totaling 30.6 billion shillings against an advertised amount of 40 billion shillings representing a performance of 76.4%. However, the central bank ended up accepting only 24.3 billion shillings at a weighted average rate of 13.83% for the 20-year paper and 14.43% for the 25-year bond. In the equity market, during the week under review, equities recorded a mixed performance with the NSC 25 gaining by 0.2%, while the NSC 20 declined by 0.2%, and the NASI remained relatively unchanged. This takes the year-to-date performance to losses of 24.3% for the NASI, 14% for the NSC 20, and 17.8% for the NSC 25. The market's performance was mainly driven by gains recorded by large-cap stocks such as NCBA Group, which rose by 6.4%, while both Absa Bank and East African Breweries both gained by 1.7%. 
These gains were, however, weighed down by losses recorded by large-cap stocks, such as KCB Group, which fell by 2.3%, while Safaricom and Bamburi both declined marginally by just 0.2%. Meanwhile, market capitalization declined by 0.4%, whilst equity turnover increased by 3.4%. For your information, the trading activity at the Nairobi Securities Exchange that was attributed to foreign investors fell by about 50% compared to the previous week. This was mainly due to foreign investors continuing to exit from emerging markets like Kenya in favor of safe haven markets such as the United States. Foreign investors accounted for only about 29% of the weekly turnover, of 1.28 billion shillings. Analysts also reckon that foreign investors are worried about the availability of US dollars in the local market, which has further exacerbated trading activity in the equities market. In the bonds market, bond turnover in the domestic secondary market increased by about 23% during the week. And in the international market, the yields on Kenya's eurobonds increased by an average of 13 basis points. Meanwhile, the yield on the 10-year eurobond, which matures in 2024, recorded the largest increase of 70 basis points from 11.6% recorded the previous week to 12.3%. From the bond market, to Kenya's national debt. According to the Central Bank of Kenya, total government debt as at September 2022 stood at 8.7 trillion shillings. And this was equally divided between domestic debt at 4.37 trillion shillings and foreign external debt at $36 billion, which is equivalent to 4.33 trillion shillings. And now a look at the topical issue for this week. The topical issue this week is on the World Bank's report on Kenya's economic policies. The World Bank on Tuesday disclosed that the economic policies pursued by the former president Uhuru Kenyatta in the later years of his administration helped to benefit wealthy Kenyans more than the poor. The World Bank in its report captured Kenya's economic health and noted that the gap between the rich and the poor remained unchanged from 2015. The bank also noted that the structure of Kenya's economy has failed to lift millions of Kenyans from poverty. This is despite the fact that Kenya has delivered an average economic growth rate of more than 5% in the past decade. However, most of that growth was not focused on the poor. This echoes comments from the Central Bank of Kenya, which has faulted the structure of Kenya's economy for delivering economic growth without creating jobs or delivering an increase in incomes. The central bank governor, Patrick Njoroge, in 2019 said that households have not felt the growth in the gross domestic product, arguing that increased infrastructure spending 
has not spread the wealth amongst working Kenyans. And on that note, we come to the end of this week's podcast. Thank you for listening to the Market Color Podcast. We hope that you found it to be useful and informative. And if so, please share it with a friend and help to spread the word around. We really do appreciate your assistance in this effort. For your information, the Market Color Podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please subscribe and remember to turn on alerts to be notified of new episodes. And if you have any ideas on how we can improve this podcast, please feel free to reach me on the following email address. That is jamuhurig at gmail.com. Jamuhuri spelled J-A-M-U-H-U-R-I. Once again, thank you for your continued support. I look forward to interacting with you again next week. But before I sign off, please allow me to share this quote from the book of John, chapter 15, verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Think about it and have yourselves a fantastic Jamuhuri day and a great week ahead. Thank you and God bless.